Hey, I'm Lauren, owner of Floss Cakery, founder of Are You Cake? Empowering people just like you to open conversations around mental health, making it feel fun and easy. I don't have it all figured out and not many people do. Some days are pretty tough and that's totally okay, but I believe we can all get through this by having these open conversations. Because you matter, you're fucking awesome, you are so worthy, and we are not alone. So let's do this together. Want to see more of what I do? Search at Floss Cakery on Instagram or flosscakery.co.nz. See you there. talking to Michelle Clark, um, my first, my business coach and my friend, um, an all round incredible fucking human on a mission to empower women to live above and beyond their greatest potential in life and in business to cut the bullshit and do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be one of the first Are You Okay podcast guests. I'm so grateful to have you here and I absolutely adore everything you have to say. So let's begin. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, what a what a welcome. What an intro. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it's all true. Um, all right, let's start with how are you? Like, really, how are you? Hashtag real talk. <laughs> exactly. Go into your body, right, and feel how you feel. Okay. Yeah. My body, my body feels alive. I've given up caffeine and I feel really good. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> And yeah, and so you've not had like withdrawals or like anything, you felt good? Um, yesterday afternoon at about four o'clock, I was like, I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is where I would probably have coffee. And I was like, well, I'm just going to turn my computer off and stop working because I'm tired. I'm just going to go and read my book. So I did. Brilliant. Amazing. Oh, so good. All right. Um, I Obviously, I know um most of this question but um would you like to give the listeners a little bit of a rundown about yourself your mental health journey and how it got you here today yeah absolutely it's just so important to talk about mental health now I'm I'm psychic and I always have been we all are when we're born right it's just most of us forget it because it's too embarrassing it's too painful um and I feel like a lot of people who hear messages right especially if they're actually hearing the messages it's called um clear audience or something it's called probably feel like they are crazy you know and i i never did actually feel that i was crazy until i went to kindergarten because i didn't know like i just thought it was normal my dad he tells a funny story about how he nearly broke his leg falling out of bed because his leg got tangled up in the sheets because when i was two days old i astro traveled into their room and he thought that I died and that the spirit was on the ceiling so in my family it was just quite normal wow. right so we never really talked about it like no one said oh you're psychic and we never really talked about what we saw or anything but it was just like it was almost commonplace and then because of course I also talked to animals and to plants <laughs> and my very very first instance where I realized that other people thought I was crazy was um I was at kindy and these girls were picking all these daisies and 
the, the daisies are like, oh, can you just leave some? And I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't pick all the daisies. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because they want some left. So they stuffed all the daisies in my mouth and I thought I was going to choke to death. So that was my traumatic experience that kind of led to my mental health journey because I learned to squash down who I was. So even though my mental health journey is not about me being crazy, my mental health journey is about me squashing my soul and who I am because I didn't want to be choked to death with daisies or to have people think that I was crazy. So I squashed it down. But what it did, Lauren, is it killed my soul. Like it really, really killed my soul. I could only be who I was when I was with my horse. So I just rode my horse all fucking day, all day, every day out in the bush riding my horse because that was the only place that I could truly be myself. And even as an adult, like it carried on like, you know, in workplaces. And so I just squashed and squashed and squashed because occasionally it would leak out, you know, because you know how exuberant I am, it would just leak out. And then again, you know, I'd be harassed and it would be squashed down until eventually I decided that I actually didn't want to be alive. I was like, if I can't be who I am in this world, then I actually just don't want to be here. So, you know, squashing who you are and not being who you really are is terrible. Yes, people are going to judge you, but here's what I learned. Sorry, my throat's getting a bit dry. <laughs> Here's what I learned is that when you actually own all of who you are and you don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks, they actually stop hating on you, which is really weird. It's almost like when we hate ourselves, they're reflecting the hate back to us. But when we actually own it, they stop. It was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Like they see that you believe in yourself. So they're just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly it do you experience the same thing like when you're really owning it and feeling good that there, there yeah. are no hate yeah and then the second I start like doubting myself other people will too like yeah they attract that energy yeah totally yeah exactly. yeah 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 so that's why I'm passionate about what I do now right because I just want everyone to be who they are and if you're a quiet timid person be that person if you're a loud brash person be that person you know like that's that's our only role here on earth is to be ourselves because yeah. honestly when we're happy we emit this whole vibration that heals the whole earth so why would we not do it yeah yeah oh my god I couldn't agree anymore um <laughs> so from there how did you get to what you do now yeah how did I just own it because I got to a point where I was like well if I'm gonna be dead I might as well do what the fuck I want yeah <laughs> before I die I might as well do what I want and then I started to realize that it was really fun to be me and I was like mm, maybe I don't want to die <laughs> uh, so, yeah amazing yeah so it just like clipped like a little like yeah. like bob you know how people talk like you know you can't go up till you get to rock bottom I think it's kind of true like you almost have to get to to almost there where you're like fuck it yeah you know, like the, the, the fuck it moment and like people have fuck it moments in their business and fuck it moments in their relationships and fuck it moments in their life but you're like right yeah. <laughs> do or die time. literally yeah. do or die time right yeah totally so here you are today empowering woman um how does what you do or how does I guess I mean I know the answer to this again how does a person's mental health affect a person's business and what do you do as a business coach or empowerment coach to mm -hmm. help them your clients like navigate those feelings 
it's it's massive and and so much more so for for women I think because we're we're taught to tone it down and make sure you're kind to everyone so we spend so much time thinking about other people that we give and we give and we give and we give that we have nothing left inside and then we're like whoa I'm falling apart because you gave everything away girlfriend you got nothing left on the inside for you right we forget to keep a little bit back like if you're making um, kombucha, let's say, right, you, you don't like give your whole Scooby away, you'd give a tiny little bit of the Scooby away and keep some so you can keep making some for yourself, right? So you can't give everything away, otherwise there's nothing left inside you to regenerate. And if you don't regenerate, you're going to have nothing to give to anyone else. Yeah. So we give until we're empty, but we should give only when it feels good. Like Colin said to me last night, he's like, oh, I'm tired. Do you want to cook me dinner, darling? And I was like, no, I really don't feel like it today. Sorry, love. He's like, okay. <laughs> I didn't feel like doing it. I was tired, right? Because I had no coffee. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get your so, dinner. So I could have done it. I could have gone, oh, fine, and created a whole yucky atmosphere in my house and cooked for him and felt like shit and gone to bed angry. But for what purpose? He's perfectly capable of cooking his own dinner. Yeah. Totally. So, so don't give unless you actually feel like giving because when you give and give and give and there's nothing left to give, A, you're going to have nothing to grow your business, A, B, you're going to feel miserable, which is going to affect your mental health, C, when, you, when your mental health spirals out of control because it's kind of like there's a point where you can catch your mental health, right? But when it goes beyond a certain point, you're kind of fucked. You kind of got to go to the down bit before you can get back to the up bit. We all know that. <laughs> but if you can catch it before you get there, the secret to catching it before it goes there is to make sure that your resilience tank is full. Mm -hmm. Right. So when Colin said, can you cook me dinner? I'm really tired. I checked in with myself. I went into my body and I was like, just like I did when you said, how do you feel? I went into my body and I was like, no, nah, I'm actually really tired. Sorry, babe. So check in with yourself before you give anything or even do anything. Hey, do you want to come to this party? Actually, I just feel like being quiet right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And not doing things to please others. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard when you're naturally like a people pleaser or just, it just you, I like you said, we've done it our whole life. So it just becomes natural. Yeah, we to please people like our, our parents I mean do you, did your parents praise you when you helped other people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I remember one of my goals I think when I was when I was in like primary school or something was like helping people it was like a goal <laughs> like <laughs> it was to help people <laughs> like I can do that anyway it doesn't need to be a goal but also like can yeah. I not help myself? Yeah, it was just like, it was just taught. Yeah, and do you kind of find that as women, and I know, because I used to do this absolutely shockingly, I would give and I would give and I would give and I would give because I wanted to give. Yeah. But then there would be a turning point where I was giving because I wanted the praise. And that's kind of the turning point where I'm no longer giving because I want to give. I'm giving because I expect to get something back out of it. Yeah. And then you give and give and give and give and you think, oh, but good things happen to good people. I think I did a post about it the other day. I was like, this is toxic bullshit. Good things happen to good people. No, good things happen to you when you look after yourself, right? Yeah. So good things happen to good people. We think that if we give and we give and give, eventually it'll come back and someone will give to us. But it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Just because we are givers. Other people will be like, yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. They're not going to give back to you. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, no one fucking gives to me. Well, did you ask them to give to you? Yeah. 
it's like asking yourself what you need. Exactly. You've got to ask other people too. Exactly. For those who don't, I guess, don't are quite new to this and like don't really understand how to like check in with themselves, what does that like, like how do they do that? What does that mean? How does it work? <laughs> Is there two? Is there two things that I that I can share with your listeners that are really really helpful for mental health? One is going inside and feeling if your body feels expansive or constrictive. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are used to not feeling their bodies, right? Like we we kind of we live up in our head all the time, so we don't really feel physical sensations in our body. So to do this, kind of like touch your body, like feel the body. What does it feel like? Are your hands cold or warm? Are they smooth or are they rough? And then go inside your body like have a warm drink of tea. What does it feel like going down your throat? Can you feel your stomach if you push on it? Like, can you feel any of your internal organs inside? So that'll take you inside your body, which of course instantly grounds you and brings you back into the now. So stops anxiety anyway, right? But the whole purpose of it is to go into your heart space. And if it feels like there's butterflies or clouds in there, then you're feeling pretty good. Like you're following your soul, you're looking after yourself. It's probably okay to say yes to someone if they want help and you want to help them. Yeah. If you go inside and it feels like there's a lead weight in there, you need restoring. Don't do anything. Go and read a book, go and see your best friend or, you know, do something for you to fill up your tank. You must fill up your tank if you feel constrictive. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing about checking in with your body and how you feel. The second thing is a resilience meter. <laughs> yeah. And I put one on on all of my clients and you take like your worst moment when you're chucking all of your toys out of the cot and you're just like completely meltdown. You're going to murder everybody. And you put that event down at your ankles. That's like ground zero. (laughs) Then you take a time where you're feeling not great. Like, you know, the toys are going to come out of the cot, but they've not yet come out. And so you've managed to kind of wrangle yourself back in and just have your face in a bit of a knot instead of saying something. Put that event on your hip. That's number five. Then take the best event when you feel amazing, you could do anything, give anything, leap tall buildings in one single bound and put that up at your eyebrows. That's that's the best place to be. That's number 10 for resilience. Mm -hmm. And then when someone asks you to do something or when you feel your mental health slipping a little bit, like you notice the first little wormy thought, you're so fat or why did you do that you know those the, the first little seed of words worming their way into our brains check in with your resilience meter if it's anywhere below your shoulder that's why the yeah. mental health little worms are slipping back in because the resilience is low so the things you can do to build your resilience are if you're an empath spend time on your own um, you can have massage or you know go for a walk but do something that makes you feel good mm. Yeah, I don't think I do that enough because I, I <clears throat> when you were describing that, I know the, the steps, but yeah, I don't think I implemented enough in like just everyday life. Like I probably do when I've got something big happening, but yeah, when it's those like smaller things, those little worms, that's a good way to describe it, getting worms in your, in your belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you find it hard to work with other people's like feelings or other pe- other empaths? Like, how do you, yeah. That's, that, that's a really good question because as an empath, I feel everything you're feeling physically inside my body, right? Yeah. So, but it's a gift because then like instantly I know the person that I'm working with, I know how they're feeling. So I'm like, right, 
what's going on, <laughs> you know, and, and, and then we can resolve it. But is the feeling painful for me? Not anymore. It used to be because I used to be like, oh, no, poor you. What am I going to do? I have to rescue them. But I don't rescue people anymore. And I've realized through my own self, and now I, you know, I realize this for other people as well, that those emotions, those feelings, now this is where we get confused. Emotions are things that, that we call feelings, right? Like love or scared or anxiety or those sorts of things. Feelings are actually physical sensations. So I wish we would call them emotions instead of feelings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when someone is having an emotion, it's because it has a message for them. So it's not a bad thing at all. Even anxiety has a message for you. Like it might be saying, warning, warning, this bitch is taking advantage of you. And that's what's causing the anxiety. And you're like, Thank you, got that, block that bitch. <laughs> and then your anxiety actually goes away because it, it no longer has a purpose. But see, we, we try and turn it off. Go away anxiety, go away anxiety. But in, how about making it our friend and hearing what it says? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just letting that sink in. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Yeah. We, do. we try and ignore the anxiety or do something else so we don't pay attention to it like even you know like lots of counselors will give you distraction tools yeah honestly in my own experience diving into it if i if i'm safe and supported right if my resilience was low well, then i probably wouldn't dive into it yeah. but if it's just you know if it's just beginning then yeah i dive into it and i can i can circumnavigate it yeah finding that why like we're talking about anger the other week and like the why what's underneath that like for me when I get frustrated or angry or even anxious it's underneath that is that I'm gonna fail everyone's gonna leave me and I'm literally gonna be alone like there's literally gonna be no one left on the world in the world yeah, um, yeah. That, that's and, your core telling. We, we all have one and, and yours is I'm gonna be left alone to die <laughs> yeah yeah my, my, mine is that everyone's gonna attack me right kind mm -hmm. of like they did when you were young and they stuffed daisies down your throat. Exactly. <laughs> it's so interesting when you can like allow yourself to like, I mean, it took five, probably five years of therapy for me to like work out that and like accept it and, you know, be able to like work with it when stuff happens. Um, but yeah, when you can do that, it's like, ah, it's like that light bulb thing again. It's like, that's why um yeah so how do you got how do you like I guess like you said you um I think you kind of explained it there but how do you like look after yourself wh while you're trying to like help or look after other people like what yeah. does looking after your mental health look like yeah so, so so when when I help other people I no longer buy into the chaos or the stories or the emotions so, sure. so that's not hard work for me so I don't need to do any clearing after working with my clients I, I just don't need to yeah but of course, I have a whole lot of energetic exercises that keep me safe so being an empath I attract a whole lot of cords right because my empath is screaming let me help you <laughs> so all these are attaching to, to my aura um you know your chakras can get a bit kind of clogged up so every single day I, I take myself through a series of energetic exercises and I exercise every single day um if I'm feeling tired then it might just be yin yoga but it's always something yeah amazing yeah that's so cool um and do you find that at the end of the day you like are like oh I'm so glad I did that or like I needed that 
Like, do you have days where you're, you, I don't know, for some reason you might not have done it and you're like, I really should have done that. Yeah, yeah, because you're losing the plot by the end of the day and I'm like, Rah, why am I so angry? Oh, yeah, I didn't do my exercises this morning. <laughs> um, so um, we're coming to the end, but I just wanted to finish off with um, what would you say or what advice would you give to someone who is, I guess, new to this whole, like, it's a buzzword at the moment, isn't it? Like self-care um, and don't know where to start with their mental health. And they're sort of starting to realize like, oh, maybe that's anxiety or maybe I'm a bit sad there. And like, uh, just feeling a bit overwhelmed on like, where the heck do I start? <laughs> exactly. Honestly, the, the best place to start for mental health and honestly, the best place to start for anything in this world is with space. Yeah. Like, you know, when you go for a walk, but your mind's like, blah, 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 blah. You yeah. need space. So for some of us, we can't meditate, right? Like we need to do active relaxing. So find an activity that you like. Like, do you enjoy running? Like, would that empty your brain? Like, it doesn't matter what you do. If meditation empties your brain, do meditation. But if running empties your brain, do meditation. If baking a cake empties your brain, then do that. The secret yeah. really to start is to empty your brain. Because if you don't empty your brain, you won't be able to go inside and know what you need. So it all starts with an empty brain. Yeah, right. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I'm finding at the moment I've um, painting, I bought a paint by numbers and like that just like completely makes me like disappear from like everything because I'm focused on something else creative that's not like baking or for someone else or for anything. Like, yeah, yeah. It, I don't like put any, I guess, real effort into it. It just kind of happens. And yeah, I'm finding that that's really working. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so find your own paint by numbers, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And what is that thing for you? Um, horse riding. Yeah. Or walking my dogs, kissing my dogs, whenever my lips are on any kind of animal. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being here. That was so fun. Um, is there anything else you want to add? or share with our listeners, I guess, do your little spiel on how they can contact you, of course. Right, yeah. If you have a business and you want to tap into soul to do that business, I would love for you to reach out to me. Um, info at empowermentempires.com or, of course, you can stalk me on social media somewhere. And I'd just like to thank you, Lauren, for having me on the show. I feel so blessed to be your, best, your first person. <laughs> and just a message for your listeners. You are stronger than you think. You are way stronger than you give yourself credit for do not give up i promise you your life can be fucking amazing yeah yeah beautiful amen <laughs> beautiful thank you so much all right darling thank you so much for listening to this podcast this world is so much better with you in it I hope you know that you are not alone and that you are fucking awesome. We can't wait for the next one. But in the meantime, follow at Floss Cakery on Instagram for more shenanigans or visit flosscakery.co.nz. See you there.